What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Liverpool Junkie Podcast Show. I'm your host Bowen and in today's episode I will discuss about the Reds' perfect start to the season, Captain Jordan Henderson's contract breakthrough, the sensational Mo Salah and many many more. So without further ado, let's get started. Before we get going, I would like to take this time to remind you, my fellow listeners, to like, share and subscribe to my YouTube page. Don't forget to click on the bell icon for notifications and you can also access my podcast episodes via Spotify and do follow my podcast for updates on upcoming episodes. And there is another loss in the, foot- in the world of football with the passing of the German football legend Gerd Müller at the age of 75. Thoughts and prayers go out to his family. He was one of the best strikers to don a Bayern Munich shirt and did bring West Germany the World Cup title in 74. So I'm sure that uh, the veteran Liverpool supporters and um, the uh, football fans from the yesteryears who have been watching football during the 70s and the 60s as well would know Gerd Muller very well. So uh, hoping that he's resting in peace in heaven right now. And uh, thank you for all the memories, Gerd Muller, for my parents especially, who still remember your name right now as well, still as one of the best strikers in world football. So, coming to the perfect start to the season, which is going to be our first segment. So, we are going to discuss about the perfect start to the season for Liverpool. Um, they had a fantastic result in the Premier League for the first match day against Norwich, uh, where in the past, we did have a couple of uh, fantastic results and also heart-stopping results as well against Norwich City. Don't forget the last-minute uh, goal by Adam Lalana uh, many years, I think about three years or four years ago. So, uh, coming to this Premier League season, the new season, uh, we actually got a superb victory against Norwich, uh, a 3-0 victory, goals from Jota. Uh, Femino and Salah. So, through the Jota goal actually came from an assist from Salah. Femino's goal as, as well came from an assist from Mohamed Salah as well. And Salah scored uh, from a corner taken by Trent Alexander Arnold, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, coming to the post analysis of this game, uh, what we were able to witness was the brilliance of Mo Salah, especially. So, uh, I I don't know whether you can actually uh, tip your hat anymore for the brilliance and the magnificence of Mo Salah because for him to actually go the full uh, 90 minutes and try to get himself into the game, uh, giving an assist to Salah and Bobby, uh, sorry, to Jota and Bobby, and also trying his level best to also score a goal and also trying to assist uh, Sadio Mane during the year. Uh, full 90 minutes of the game I think that was uh, we I think it comes to a point where we are lost for words in describing the brilliance of Mohamed Salah so that one I can say 
and then not to mention we can't forget to mention as well it was Jota's first goal for the season for the new season and he has opened the account to become the fifth fastest rate to hit 10 Premier League goals so um, another thing that was a bit um, uh, out in the thoughts of the Liverpool fans was especially the midfield selection I think uh, and even for me uh, I was thinking that uh, Fabinho would actually get into the starting lineup despite coming in late to the preseason I think he came in with uh, Bobby and Hendo after the Euros and the Copa America that they were playing uh, but I still thought Fabinho would get into it but surprisingly enough uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita and uh, James Milner they actually got a uh, place in the starting lineup which was kind of surprising from out from the fans point of view and also we were thinking that maybe um, Klopp and, and our fans as, as well would have thought that um, it was not only just tactical but I think it was looking forward to uh, what the team could bring in terms of especially Chamberlain and uh, Nabi uh, and also the reason they were selected is due to the pre-season form that they were having and uh, to be fair to them it's good that they actually got their uh, first appearance in the new Premier League season especially after going through all the hell with all the uh, injuries that they were going through so I think it was good for them as well um, for Milner, I was still uh, thinking twice on why Milner was uh, in the starting lineup, but it's not on a uh, negative thought. But it's just that I felt that Fabinho could have been, you know, more solid. You know, looking at the performances of James Milner. But then I think James Milner did, Milly did fairly well. He held his ground. Um, he knew that. I think he was the one to clock the longest ever distance covered i think you can praise him for that despite his age and his uh, performance uh, dipping throughout the as he's coming to the twilight of his career i think he still stuck to his ground and he performed at his level best as we all know james Milner during the pre-season is a beast and he's a machine as well so he never stops working out he never stops training himself pushing himself harder and i think it justified uh, whatever he did during the preseason, and he brought it forward in the first match of the season. So, with that being said, we also need to say about the return of the fans. I think my ears were uh, were filled with joy, and I was filled with joy with the return of fans. Not only just the Liverpool away fans who were there, but in general, the whole uh, the attendance of the fans back into the Premier League, back into the footballing stadium in the UK. I think that was a big boost for the players and a big boost for the fans as well. You could have heard in the away in the away end of the Liverpool fans, they were jumping around the moment Jota scored, the moment Bobby scored. I think when Bobby scored and Bobby was like dancing and, you know, enjoying with the fans after celebrating his goal, I think that is what football means to the fans and that is what it means to be back amidst all the pandemic and all the problems that were going on in the past one and a half years i think football being back and the fans being back it's kind of like the back to reality and the back to normality and i felt that um 
it was a big boost for the players as well so we can look at it that way um another thing i can point out is the performance of none other than costas shimikas i think costas shimikas we need to give him praise for being um very sharp being very aggressive pushing himself forward trying to get crosses in trying to play one twos with uh, mane and i feel that um his he justified his performance from pre-season into the first uh, game of the season in the premier league and i think he did really really well and um, yeah so that's all i can say about shimikas for now and then i think uh, the moment where all the liverpool fans have been rejoicing was the return of uh, virgil van dijk and the return of joel matip as well guys i think uh, the return of van dijk and matip into the center back positions i think it gave a, a big sigh of relief uh, it was happiness for all the liverpool fans to actually look at the dutchman and the cameroonian back at the uh, center back positions i think it was uh i think personally uh van dijk and matip back into the starting lineup there were a bit of doubts i felt that um maybe klopp might go with a different lineup at, at the center back position i thought maybe it could be fabinho coming into the center back position and uh, i think klopp stuck to his guns and i think he decided that you know it's about time that van dijk and matip actually uh, played their first match and um, for van dijk i think it's his first competitive start in 302 days so it it was a long time coming and i think all the liverpool fans would think that hey you know finally you know he's back and uh, looking at the performance of van dijk and matip i think both of them were absolutely solid at the back um both of them were playing you know they we label them as the ball playing center backs and i think they did that very very well a couple of slip ups here and there i think uh, van dijk was uh, just a lapse in concentration just for a few minutes in certain minutes where um i think timo puki and uh, uh, the other attackers of norwich were trying to get extra pace you know getting a yard or two extra against van dijk but then i think despite van dijk trying um lacking in concentration just for a few moments there and, but i think that uh uh trent uh as right back you know and as him coming to recover milner coming in to recover and also matip who came in to cover for him as well i think that shows the level of um uh teamwork that they all have and the level of understanding that they have between each other and i thought that was fine uh just a few slip ups here and there i think even shimikas also had a few slip ups here and there he had a lapse in concentration i think around the 60th or 70th 80th minute if i'm not mistaken so he had a lapse in concentration and then i think he had to give him a, a few slaps in the face just to wake him up and get him concentrating into the match and focusing into the match but all in all vendai matip and uh, shimikas all three of them did fantastically well i think there was no arguments whatsoever that they were uh, super confident heading into this uh, match and i think it proved well and it worked out well for our gaffer as well and uh, not to forget uh, the 3-0 victory comes even more so important because of one man at the back 
which was Allison who made the triple save, which was unbelievable. I think after the corner, which was taken, and uh, they got the, I think it was a corner or a cross, if I'm not mistaken. So they got the ball in. And it was a point blank shot, and I thought that it was going to be three one, no doubt whatsoever. But my God, Allison, you, <laughs> he brought us out of this kind of uh, problems, many, all his. Uh, Liverpool career and I think it justified him extending his contract as well so uh, fantastic save he did on the first one even in the second one he never stopped uh, you know the agility of him to actually save the first one and go on to the second one and stop the Norwich players from actually hitting the ball in and tapping it away just to clear it off and I think that shows what, what type of a goalkeeper he is and he is one of the best in there is in the business right now and in the world i could say um another record has been broken with this game uh mo salah with two assists and a record breaking fifth successive opening day goal so he has scored uh along with this game i think he has scored two against norwich uh he has scored a hat-trick against leeds last season and in his debut season, he scored one against West Ham, uh, sorry, Watford. And then he scored in the previous, the next season, he scored against West Ham. So, King, Sa King Mo Salah breaking records. What else do you need? So, you cannot underst understate his greatness. Uh, still being criminally underrated by the likes of other footballing fans everywhere. But he is still um, doing his bit and still scoring goals and still being a dangerous attacking option at the in the front and people should be still i mean clubs other clubs and you know uh, the defenders have to be really really be worried for mo salah still 30 years old still doing his best and trying to be the best scoring goals just for fun and i think uh we have i think with uh, mo salah's current record breaker at Norwich, I think he has the chance to go up to about 30 plus goals this season. If I'm not mistaken, that's what he would aim at. And I know I can predict that as well because he was so close to winning the uh, Golden Boot last season. Um, but he lost it to Harry Kane. But that's not a matter. I think it fuels him even more to go further and push himself even harder and be the best that he can ever be. Some of the stats, I think, Mo Salah, which created 71% uh, pass accuracy, 3 chances created, 2 assists, uh, 2 out of 5 shots on target, scored a goal, 2 out of 3 dribbles completed, 3 out of 7 duels won and it's exactly a timeless performance from one of the world's very best and there's no stopping Mo Salah right now. And not to mention there were positives we saw from Nabi Keita as well, not so much from Alex Oxley-Chamberlain in midfield because I felt that um, he was a bit uh, unsure on whether to move forward or move backward. Uh, move forward or move backward meaning to attack or to defend. Because I think um, both Nabi and uh, Oxley Chamberlain, I think both of them are trying, not just that they are trying to figure out, but I think Klopp has just filled them up saying, either one of you need to be taking on the position that Genie Wijnaldum used to play. Uh, last season and the season before that as well. So, with the hole being uh, there, which is being left by Gini Wijnaldum, I think what 
Chamberlain actually played that role quite well. It, it was not such a powerful performance. It was not such a uh, electrifying performance. But then he, it was a decent performance. I think he, he held into the ball. He was passing it. He was moving the ball around, trying to recycle the possession, tackling, um, just making sure that the midfielders of Norwich don't actually get a chance to break into the defense. So I think in that sense, he also, what I felt, um, he assisted Milner well uh, with his pace. So I think um, in that sense, him filling the Gini Wijnaldum role for this particular game, I think it went well. And uh, coming to Hendo's contract breakthrough, there, there was a significant announcement that was being made. Nothing concrete as of yet. There was only an agreement in principle between the uh, management of Liverpool and Henderson's agent. So they've just agreed to a deal in principle which could go up to about to the year 2023. That's what I've heard. Um, what I've seen here is the Athletics Dave, David Onstein. He has reported that there has been a breakthrough in the negotiations and that Henderson's representatives have agreed a new three-year contract in principle. So, hoping, uh, definitely hoping to see uh, our captain sign the extension. No one, I think, uh, in their, you know, in their minds, in their, in their imaginaries, would ever think that uh, the club doesn't want to renew Hendo's contract. And I think uh, Klopp made a. Uh, very significant impact in making Hendo stay and not even considering deals from elsewhere. And I felt that Liverpool are, are actually obliged to and they must, you know, keep uh, Henderson in the squad for another two or three years. So, in order, because we do know uh, Henderson has been in the club for about 10 years now. so. The impact that he has done and the impact as he has done to the club, the impact that he has done to the Liverpool community is absolutely huge. Not only just the Liverpool community, but I think in the England community as well in terms of the uh, online abuse and all these kind of charity work that he's been done. And he's a massive, massive impact for all the Liverpool fans and a massive impact to the team. Uh, his leadership skills are fantastic. Uh, there is still more to come from our captain and hopefully he stays. So going on into our injury news. So as we have seen in these few days, I think um, the main injury news is uh, Andy Robertson. So there were images that were appearing that uh, Robo has already started his recovery to his, from his ankle injury, which he sustained during pre-season. And there were images of him doing light running in Kirkby. And now, uh, I think just uh, two days ago or a day ago, I just saw another few more images of him doing full uh, sprints, running and those kind of stuff. So that says a lot about his character, his passion for the game, his passion for Liverpool. And I think the guy is a machine, man. I think he will come He will come back from injury very, very soon. So, Shivikas, you better... Better get your heads up and perform really, really well to keep him in the substitute bench soon. So, um, another injury news is that uh, we haven't really seen Joe Gomez yet. Um, after his knee injury, uh, we've only seen him play in a few uh, pre-season matches. 
in a few minutes, had a few minutes together partnering up with Van Dyke. Um, he was not really pictured as part of the session. Well, there is no word yet on whether this is due to any fitness issue or it could be he was simply just working alone as part of his long-term recovery program as well. So we never know guys. Um, hopefully he can be back into full fitness and join into the uh, squad soon. Uh, we do want to see him play and I know as well for all the other Liverpool fans, you guys are still waiting for you know the partnership between Joe Gomez and Van Dyke and also Van Dyke and Matip as well as we have seen because we don't know he's a very good player so hopefully he can come back into full fitness and um, another injury news uh, regarding Robertson I think uh, he will be unlikely to feature against Chelsea on August 28th because of his injury so I think Shimikas will be a stand-in until uh, Robertson is back in full fitness so um, there are no really other injury news there were only three others um, in part with the with the training on Tuesday where um, Robertson actually uh, did his light running there were Nat Phillips uh, Diva Koregi Loris Carriers so I think kind of like uh, they are also thinking that uh, they could be considered up for sale the three of them so moving on to the transfer news segment so nothing much here so i think a lot of the liverpool fans are actually very very um, frustrated at, uh, at the only uh, news which is the transfer news where we weren't really active at all apart from us uh, actually signing up uh, ibrahima konate from uh, rb leipzig so the only transfer news that we are looking at is uh, could be uh, selling players, especially Divock Origi, uh, is in the radar of uh, three Premier League clubs, and then um, he's one of the names that uh, the club is expected that he might leave this summer since he's been falling down the pecking order. So um, he's only had six starts in his last uh, six starts in his last season, and was also a new substitute during the game against Norwich. So. Anything can happen, guys, with uh, Divock Origi. So, I'm not saying that I do want him to leave. But then, if you are falling down the pecking order because of the front four like Jota, Bobby, Bani and Salah. And uh, if you still can't break into the first team, you know, then maybe the option is to just find for greener pastures, you know. So, you never know. Uh, there's also another player that who is uh, up for sale, which is Jordan Shakiri. Um, Burnley have actually come up with an offer of 13.5 million. They're trying to trigger his uh, transfer contract, but um, I think it's fair to say that you know he has confirmed his intentions to you know seek a new challenge earlier this summer. I think he already spoke to Klopp. Um, he spent three months, uh, sorry, three seasons with uh, with us. You know he still has one year left on his contract and. The club still has an option to extend his contract till 2023, but then I think uh, Shakiri has plans elsewhere. Looking at the current squad and how it's uh, panning out for him for the future, and uh, I think Lyon, Olympique Lyon, from uh, the uh, French league team, they are uh, looking to sign Shakiri as well. So they are they have not really made an open offer yet. But I think they've only made like an agreement 
in terms of wages and stuff like that so yeah that's about it and then for Nat Phillips and then there are some clubs who are looking to sign Nat Phillips as well looking at the performance that he, he played for us last season with the absence of uh, Van Dyke, Matip uh, and also Joe Gomez as well I think uh, we can say that uh, it was partly because of him as well at the back that we were managed to uh, get certain results but then I think with the return of Matip, Virgil and uh, Joe I think uh, it's looking highly unlikely for him to continue any further because we have also signed Ibu Konate as well so um, hoping we I do hope that he stays but if he's looking for greener pastures then good luck to you lad you know um, another transfer news is somewhat not so much surprising but uh, we can see that he's not a forgotten man as well so Ben Davis our centre-back that we signed on January uh, last season so he has agreed on a loan deal to move to Sheffield United but I also feel that um, Jürgen Klopp has still has future plans for Ben Davis for the years to come um, you sometimes we would think that uh, oh we bought Ben Davis because it was an emergency we really needed a defender so we bought him and uh, but even last season we didn't really we didn't even see him play so um, maybe Klopp has other plans for him in the future um, hopefully we can see him back here again after the loan and hopefully he can have a bright future with us as well so moving on to the talking points and opinions so the first talking point we can actually say is about the return of the forwards in the front line so um, as I can say four played three scored Mo Salah now has more assists than goals this season he almost had another when he tried to play in uh, play in more uh, Sadio Mane laid on to make it all four forwards scoring on the opening day but unfortunately that didn't happen uh, Jota had already started extremely well but Firmino also didn't miss a beat either as well so that's exactly the competition that we need guys all over the pitch and I think um, this front four can go uh, you know go to lengths and uh, score fantastic goals for us and give us three points as well so another talking point that I can come back to is the return of Virgil van Dijk and uh, the underrated Joel Matip uh, debates on whether he would return yet or not have proved academic at, in the least but I feel that uh, Van Dyke glided through the full 90 minutes he barely put a foot wrong he looked uh, he looked stronger by the end of the game than at the start um, there were also a cause of there were of course there were a few missteps as well such as the moment of poor control a runner in behind him in the first half which he didn't spot as soon as he would have at his peak but there was much to admire about his game too and his reprise partnership with jo Joel Matip as well guys so it might be the case that the Reds managed his game time for a while maybe coming out of the odd game to allow him to build up his load at a tolerable pace but for all intents and purposes I think Big Birch is back um, just 
a short um, a stat about Matip during the game versus Norwich. Uh, Matip had four recoveries, two duels won, aerial battles won, he had two, 74 passes made, one through ball, three accurate long balls, and uh, I think uh, even his win ratio says it well. Uh, he had 96 appearances, he has 63 wins and 8 losses. So, uh, criminally underrated Joel Matip. Uh, even I, being a big critic myself of the centre back, I have criticised him a countless number of times. Uh, when he first joined, even when he had all these countless niggling injuries with his hamstring, with his, with his uh, calf injuries, with all his ankle injuries and stuff like that. But I think. Uh, the first game of the season, he actually proved why he's still uh, uh, good for us and good. I mean, being at the part of the squad, I felt that um, his uh, his touch has improved, uh, his defensive uh, abilities have all improved, and I think and hopefully that he doesn't uh, get any more injuries to himself, man. That's all we ever need. That's all the fans want to hear, like. When you see him play, we don't want him, you know, getting into another injury. That's all. So, that's all. Uh, for the next uh, point that I would like to talk about is about who took their chances. I think in this talking point, I think we can actually point out that Nabi Keita played largely well. Uh, not very spectacular, but actually feeling that Wijnaldum's role uh, effectively behind play keeping possession more often than most of the time um ox also oxide chamberlain was also very busy but not quite brilliant but wasn't really the biggest surprise to him like as i said earlier in my post-match analysis as well uh it was the biggest surprise to see him go off after an hour but his pre-season showings all his appearances in the pre-season i think they're suggesting there's more to come from him as well you know when we first uh, bought him he was a fantastic player so hopefully we can still see that version of Oxley Chamberlain more and a start should be taken as a positive for uh, Oxley Chamberlain being the first game of the Premier League and uh, another person who took their chance was Costa Shimikas especially uh, like I said earlier he was the pick of the bunch especially uh, he was very sharp he was very powerful from left back defensively very very tenacious and aggressive and he had very good deliveries as well into the final third and also into the penalty box as well for the front three. And uh, the next talking point is the uh, substitutions made by Klopp. Uh, last season, I think we could have seen it not too often. It seemed the boss was very hesitant about making changes in-game. So it's right that he should be lauded for taking swift action in this uh, first game of the season. Norwich had just started to get a grip of the midfield, overrunning James Milner in particular who was already on a yellow card and the Reds weren't even making the ball stick and attack. And uh, I think after that, uh, Milner was substituted with Fabinho and Bobby Firmino came on for Jota and on the hour to immediately then uh, the game uh, pace it immediately changed and it effectively it wrapped up the result within minutes. And a very late cameo as well for the young Harvey Elliott, it's, which will also boost the youngster as well. Uh, he had very minimal involvement, but the show of faith and also a taste of what to come in the future as well. But I think Harvey Elliott is a very, very 
very very bright prospect for the future for this club um he has a bit of this um uh, style of play which reminds me more about Felipe Coutinho if I'm not mistaken very agile very quick in his feet you know not very tall but he can definitely whip up a ball and, you know he's, he's, he can dribble he can dribble he can pass he can play the one two position he can play in the midfield he can play in the wing so it's very very good and it's, he has a very very bright future as well so looking on to the final uh, talking point which is on to Burnley and beyond so the number one objective guys for the start of this season um, I can say it's actually very very simple is to actually get to that Chelsea game without having dropping a point so that is the uh, objective for this opening few weeks of the Premier League because our next four games is going to be Burnley home Chelsea home Leeds away and Crystal Palace home so looking at this barring the Chelsea game if we don't win the Chelsea game or if we draw the Chelsea game uh, I'm looking at a possible 10 points being gained there if we win the Chelsea game as well as the Burnley game and all the other games as well we would have gained about 12 points so um, it's highly important that we keep our focus not let it down against Burnley uh, Burnley have uh been absolutely tricky in the past last season they actually uh stole it away from us with a penalty so um coming back to burnley's form for this week uh, they actually lost their opener at home to brighton and they will still be a tough task of course but not a whole lot different to this encounter and we will have have a lot of spells of possession and then we would especially need the forwards to be more clinical and have to deal with the specific threat that they possess at times uh, but i feel uh, you know, when it comes to burnley that uh, we are some it's very tricky in terms of the set piece especially when it comes to free kicks or corners because i think uh, we lacked physicality at the penalty area whenever burnley get a corner or a free kick and they always caught us open uh, because of the offside line and stuff like that so a lot of these things to be very very wary of off and also be very very careful in terms of the fouls and all this too much of possession and very less attacking so Liverpool need to be very uh, very very uh, strong in attack as well they need to penetrate Burnley uh, absolutely because they are going to have like uh, banks of uh, four you know they are going to obviously they are going to play in that way and they are going to park the bus against us and then just score a goal and then win, it, win the three points like that or they would just wait for us to score a goal and then they would counter attack us and they would just score a goal so we never know it's always very very tricky against Burnley so hopefully uh, we can uh, come up with the three points against them so guys with the uh, match week two coming up so uh, some of the fixtures that are going to happen during the saturday and sunday is obviously the first game of the week uh, on saturday which is liverpool versus burnley aston villa versus newcastle crystal palace versus brentford leeds versus everton manchester city versus norwich brighton versus watford southampton versus man united uh, on sunday uh, Wolves versus Tottenham on Sunday and 
the London derby, Arsenal versus Chelsea on Sunday, and then the final game would be West Ham versus Leeds, uh, Leicester City. With that being said, guys, we have come to the end of this podcast episode. So thank you very, very much for listening to my podcast episode for today. Uh, please do take your time to like, share and subscribe to my YouTube page. Also, don't forget to click on the bell icon for notifications. And you can also access my podcast episodes via Spotify and do follow my podcast for updates and on up coming episodes guys so thank you so much for your time thank you for listening please do leave your feedbacks if possible on my youtube page or on my facebook page as well i'll be posting this episode on facebook as well so you can get an access there as well have a good day ahead hope to see you soon on the next episode signing off it's me your host the liverpool junkie who take care guys and you'll never walk alone